This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Welcome to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of low-budget cinema. The sleep of reason gives birth to monsters. Hi, my name's Chris, and along with Jeff, we're bringing you the very best and worst of horror, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic wasteland, kung fu, and women in prison movies from the 1960s to today. Check us out at reallyawfulmovies.com, part of the Crypt TV family. This is about money. $200 million. Secret financial information. So what's your story? I'm a courier for a non-U.S. intelligence agency. 4,000 ways to get killed down there. So, watch your ass. Thanks for trying to cheer me up. The transfer unit is here. Copy. All right, look, man. Nobody moves. Wait till I get there. There's only transfer papers for two prisoners. Problem? I heard you're supposed to move all six. Do not release the prisoners. You're gonna have to talk to the warden. Police do not know about this place. Where the fuck are they? Bradley, we got active hostels up in here. Fuck me. You have got to ramp it up and get it done. What's that noise? It's inside the crusher. Get out! Team one, sweep sector seven, kill everyone. Move! Open all the doors in G-Block. I'll kill them before they kill you. Where are they, Captain? Locked in! It's a target of extraction. I got you outmanned and outgunned two to one. It ain't the amount. It's the skill. What are you gonna do? No game. Our downtown Toronto headquarters, here's episode 72. Steven Seagal and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steven Squared in <laughs> maximum conviction. Because money, money can't buy life. Money can't buy honor. That's, that's my Steven Seagal impression. Yes, yes, <laughs> I hope man. I did the... the, the Thespian justice. Well, sir, you actually deliver with much more much, conviction yeah. and emotion heart than the real... <laughs> with maximum conviction, With maximum conviction yeah. the real Seagal and this piece of shit. Because, I mean, this guy, I mean, talk about coasting on fumes. Steven Seagal, I mean, this guy is like a truck that ran out of diesel, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, 30 miles up the road. Yeah. This guy, I mean, okay, so, like, I, you know, just to kind of reel it in a bit. I mean, we both loved Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, marred for death, fucking hard to kill. Out for justice. Out for yeah. justice, under siege. Anything whatever. with three names is just it. killer. Anything you can say Steven Seagal is, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, and we've had a bit of fun at his expense on the Really Awful Movies podcast, i.e. Yeah. Submerged, 
Uh, half past dead. Half past yeah. dead. I mean, the guy is uh, <laughs> an actor here got to see. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, and but you know, I mean, there's still some some fun in his movies. And, and I think I mean, some of those seeds contributed to that chia pet thing growing out of his noggin. Yeah, exactly. That fucking Eddie Monster hairstyle he still had, like, which basically looked it was so black, man. It looked like. You know, like the Ronco infomercial, yeah. where they spray the bald spot. Like that's what it looked like. He sprayed that whole fucking unsightly meme with that shit. But anyway, and then we got Stone Steve Austin, mm-hmm. and this is a guy who we also have a bit of an affinity for. Of course, we were both huge wrestling fans during the Attitude Era when yeah, Stone Austin Cold three sixteen, you know, fucking kicking ass, take names, and like the hottest thing out there. Yeah, and shotgunning fucking Budweiser beers oh, on the man, top turnbuckle. Yeah, he was a badass. Giving the, the rattlesnake stunners all over mm-hmm. the place and. Great rivalry with The Rock, and just oh, I mean, the guy was electrifying, you know. Yeah. And you know, we, we've discussed some previous podcasts. We've talked about some Stone Cold movies, such as Hunt to Kill, and there was another <laughs> yeah. one, but I can't remember the name of it. And we can't, oh, The Convicted, that the one, convicted. Or, 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 The Convicted, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And and so you know, I mean, like, and we talked about the Rock. Oh, the Running Man thing, where he was he was in that. They were on okay, the island, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've talked about the the career trajectories of the Rock versus Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. How one is a Hollywood superstar, bona fide A list, where Stone Cold is relegated to this B movie purgatory, <laughs> straight to video, <laughs> i.e., straight to Netflix, which we just watches. Yeah. On. But you know, yet again, like, there's there's there's, there's entertainment to be had. So we figured, yeah. hey, Steven squared, Scal, yeah. Austin. Yeah, this is this is, a, this is explosive. This yeah. is like this is like the main event, dude. This is like WrestleMania. Yeah. Seagal, Austin, maximum conviction. Well, yeah, it's like smashing atoms in the CERN generator in Switzerland. Like oh these two Lord. forces are the, being the, put the, together. The unstoppable force was the immovable object. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like I thought that this was going to be like a slobber knocker to Colton yeah. Ross. Well, I, mean, I was slobbering, yes, but that was from falling asleep on a board because yeah, yeah. I feel maximally convicted for watching this piece of shit. Like it was, it's, it, it was, it's just bad. I mean, what you you basically describe as Mateusque, right? Yeah, it, it had like interminable shots of guys in you know in night goggles with their M 16s drawn with their vest just milling around in the dark yeah. for about 20 minutes at a time without saying anything and that was right out of shocking dark terminator. T- the terminator oh, like yeah. bruno mattei this is bruno mattei who you who you maintain is one of the, wor- the worst the worst filmmaker of all, of all time, time. Yeah. yeah and um so in this movie steven seagal plays cross now cross, cross. Is, a, cross yeah. cross is a retired botanist yeah right. yeah oh, oh actually yeah he was a gym teacher no he was he was a linguist in an inner city high school oh yeah you yeah, had to go in there and you know he was a home inspector oh, no 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 he was a special forces off we're, we, we we're, we're kidding you folks. what a surprise yeah. you know an ex yeah, yeah, yeah. because he is contractually obligated to be an ex special forces op in every single film he's done you could put him in Othello and he would be an ex-special forces <laughs> officer. <laughs> you could do a live-action live remake of like... The Sound of Music. Or the Sound of Music. Or I was going to say like something like, like Pinocchio or something. Yeah. He would be an ex-special forces <laughs> op. I mean... <laughs> well, the hills are alive, but Seagal's career really isn't. And, you know, he, he's he's like a prison guard, like a private prison guard. Well, no, no, he's a private contractor. Contra- both- yeah, he's, he's decommissioning a prison. Okay, so basically this is, at one point, a U.S. military site that was decommissioned. Then mm. it was turned into, what do they call the movie? Uh, sort of a, a dark thing. facility. Dark facility. So it's like Gitmo. Gitmo, where they were housing inmates that, you know, we weren't supposed to know where they are mm-hmm. and what the hell. And this is, of course in the uh, darkest recesses of Vancouver, Columbia. <laughs> yeah. um, but this is being de- decommissioned yet again. We mm-hmm. don't know why. 
So they have these two security specialists, one played by, of course, Mr. Seagal, the other one mm -hmm. played by Mr. Austin. And their job is to make sure that everything goes as planned, and then on the last night of operation, they manage to decommission everything and get... And, yeah, six, oversee the transfer of prisoners. Six prisoners... Mm -hmm. To another facility. Mm -hmm. Now, interestingly enough, on the last night of operation, for reasons unexplained, Stone Cold is seen waltzing in with two female prisoners. Yeah. Why? Well, we wouldn't have a movie if he didn't, yeah. right? But <laughs> yeah, that there's nothing like putting female prisoners in with male prisoners. That's exactly. always like great practice. Yeah. So that, that caused a little bit of friction between uh, the two Stevens, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, uh, so this, this is a decommissioned prison, so we have the guards. They did. They decommissioned everything. Thankfully, they did not decommission the commissary. No, the uh, the cafeteria because uh, you know food was still being served. That's really good for Seagal. <laughs> yeah, they could have gotten takeout. Yeah, good for Seagal. He's, he's fat as fuck in this <laughs> one. I mean, this guy. Yeah. I mean, his lateral mobility has, I think, been compromised. I, he looks like a refrigerator with ears. I think he, he's just he's just a just a he, big galoot. He's a yeah, he's a big galoot. And this, this, but this is an action movie with aspirations. Mm. This thing wants to be taken seriously. It's yeah. got illusions. Literary illusions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, on the last day of this prison decommissioning, there's, you know, as... You know, tr a Literary truck. illusions so obvious that even Forrest Gump would be able to yeah, get down yeah. in the first like, you know, 20 <laughs> seconds. But yeah. Uh, a truck pulls up to the facility and this is a... a garbage disposal. A truck. garbage disposal and the company is called Troy. And immediately we saw this and went, this is just... They couldn't. This couldn't be the kind of foreshadowing, telegraphing right out of WWE that Austin would be familiar with. With obviously the Trojan War and the, the Trojans Homer. and the and Homer and yep. the Iliad and a bunch of Greek soldiers. A horse, in this case, in this metal in the garbage truck. In the garbage truck, trading. This yeah. should be decommissioned prison. Now, while Seagal is off, you know, probably uh, having a fried chicken dinner or something, <laughs> yeah. uh, Stone Cold is in charge of overseeing this garbage disposal. And again, like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, you're, you're decommissioning a, a maximum security prison. Is that really a priority? Yeah. The disposal yeah. of waste? Like, honestly. Well, the last day, yeah. You'd figure you'd get the prisoners all out and then go for the waste mm -hmm. after. <laughs> but, uh, so, so, you know, something <laughs> goes wrong and there's like, you know, there's some sort of like, Schism in the mechanisms, mm -hmm. sort of ghost in the machine, whatever. Yeah, the, the machine, which is Stone Cold, is trying to fix, and you know it's vibrating. And at one point, Stone Cold actually makes an allusion to his uh, his wife's sex toys, <laughs> and uh, you you stepped away from oh, yeah. that moment. Yeah. And now you probably heard me howling. And so you know he's he's unable to fix this truck, and inside the truck is of course. Guys with weapons and night vision goggles, and they are ready to roll. Yep. And they have a battering ram, mm -hmm. and they bust out of this Trojan horse garbage truck, garbage truck. and bust into the prison. Mm -hmm. And they, their job is to track down one of these two female prisoners. One of them is uh, as an Asian lady, the other one is Latina. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, the Asian is also a bit of a Trojan horse herself. Yes. Because uh, within her is something very unique. <laughs> yes. Uh, she has a implant chip that's right under her rib cage. Which is in contrast to the other female prison Latino who has very large, <laughs> large regular implants. implants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this one, it contains a bunch of top secret military, you know, information. And we should say that a couple of the characters' names in this film 
One is Manning, played by Stone Cold, and another one is Bradley. Mm-hmm. And Bradley Manning famously was part of the WikiLeaks scandal where he leaked tons of cl- top-secret classified U.S. Intelligent, intelligence information mm-hmm. to, you know... WikiLeaks and yeah. was jailed. So this movie is aiming high. You can see like the layers of yeah, layer, layers of meaning and the patina. Yeah. So yeah, and so anyway, so as we were saying, she has an implant within her mm-hmm. that has this uh, the information the secret, that's yeah, and, by these mercenaries. Now, and yeah, and the information uh, will disappear and it will self destruct. When her heart stops. Right. It's somehow linked to her heart. Mm-hmm. And if she goes in, if her heart stops, she goes in cardiac arrest, or she dies, yeah. or what have you, there goes information. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a nice little MacGuffin to keep her alive. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, which led to one, one a holler of a line <laughs> where, you know, she's showing this to Seagal and she lifts up her top and underneath her bra we see the scar and he's ex- and she's explaining the implant and Seagal goes, and it's right underneath her boobs, mm-hmm. and Seagal sees the scar and goes, yeah. I've seen those before. <laughs> he's referring to the implant, but it's yeah. not like he's talking about the boobs. It was so yeah. fucking hilarious, right? And so when shit breaks down, I mean, and again, like what I wanted to see was I wanted to see interaction between these two incredible forces of humanity. Yeah. yeah. But there's not much of it. I nope. mean, they're both sort of like on these two separate trajectories. You have Stone Cold, who's actually, you know, looks formidable. Yeah. And then you got Seagal. And this guy, I mean, if he's not fucking obese enough he's wearing this ridiculous vest which made him look like a, a, a pre- you know woman who just yeah. gave birth to a child walking yeah. in a park you know carrying her baby and he was done no favors by some of the camera angles no no and we see him I mean when we first see the guy he's in his uh, de rigueur attire you know mm-hmm. dressed in black wiping down you know do rag well, no he wasn't wearing the drag no not initially yeah but then when we see him you know when the shit goes down and now he's in action movie uh, mode action uh, hero mode He's got backwards black baseball cap, do-rag butt underneath, and a pair of wraparound blue blocker sunglasses. Now, blue blockers are those... Yeah, of infomercial fame, those brown lensed uh, sunglasses that are supposed to... I don't know what what properties they have. This <laughs> was meant for, like, you know, septuagenarians yeah, and batteries yeah. and... Uh, well, we should have seen that this would have been the piece of crap that it was, but we had high hopes for this thing. We did. Uh, and then, but before we even get to that, but we got we got to talk a bit more because I mean, what about the scene when all of a sudden there's a close up of Seagal's face and and and, and it he's just got like he's brown smeared. caked on goo on his yeah, face, yeah, like like tanning bronze, yeah. <laughs> and and what and again, what about the abonics, you know, mm. or, or the folk Haitian accent? Yeah, in in submerged, we talked about. Uh, how he was like from the bayou and everything was alligator and over here and up in here and then he abandoned the accent midway and then yeah. he just went off with anything. this one as well he's from the deep south yeah everything everything it's all right yeah. and uh, you know like I mean again like this is ridiculous put upon accent that he's been adopting for the last you know <laughs> 10 years I have no idea well, he is the man, of, as we've said before, the man of ambiguous ethnicity. He's, he's claimed variously that... Uh, like he's got a checkered past, should we say. He claimed that he was the first Westerner to open an Aikido dojo in Japan. He also speaks a smattering of Russian. Uh, he has played Italians. He's played native guys. Mm-hmm. He's played guys who are... God, I don't know if he's half black or God knows what. He's from the bayou. He's Cajun. He's everything to everyone. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> the chameleonics. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's also claimed now that he's a reincarnated Buddhist lama. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
you know, <laughs> the guy, yeah. He's, he's Mongolian? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tibetan, sorry. I was off by a country. Yeah. Uh, so just I, pick another, another uh, you know, country of origin. Sure, why not? Has he ever been a Canadian? <laughs> no, but he's filmed enough crap in British in Columbia, Columbia that yeah. I feel like he's we should an give him a Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like Gordon Pinsent and Donald uh, Sutherland, you know, on, on our on our pathetic Walk of Fame we have here in downtown Toronto. But anyhow, so you were saying we had high hopes for this, and mm-hmm. we did have high hopes for this. Were our hopes um, met? Yeah, it was, it was pretty pretty insufferable for the first. <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, forty five minutes, and then it gradually picked up a little bit of steam. Mm. In one case, actually, steam was used to incapacitate uh, one of the, the prisoners. Mm-hmm. And again, when you have a prison break movie, you get all this tension, or you should at least, where you have someone breaking into the prison or breaking people out of the prison, and then the prisoners being let go as well. And then you have, like, you wonder, who are they going to side with? Like, who? In this case as well, you have... Oh, we, we should also say that there's another team of special forces that comes in to rescue... Stone Cold and Steven Seagal, and I'm not sure how they factored into it, but they busted in through the the pipes. Mm. Uh, and generally, it, it speaks to how these guys' influence has waned. Because who needs backup? These guys should have both single-handedly kicked the ass of these mercenaries, but well, they needed a team of like four or five guys. And that again, and I they mean, met them in a hallway, and yeah. then they said, "Oh, it took you so long, or whatever it was." Well, I mean, again, I mean, there's very little interaction, as I said before, between uh, Stone Cold and Seagal. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, most exemplified in the scene where um, he's asked by Stone Cold is asked by the guards, "Where's Cross?" That's that's um, Seagal, yeah. And his response is, "Fuck if I know." Yeah. And my response to that is, "Fuck if I care," yeah. because <laughs> at this point, like, I was so I was just like bored out of my skull. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, near the end, there was some interesting little things that we were looking on the on the lookout for. There was two things in particular. Mm-hmm. Number one, you cast a wrestler, a football player, mm-hmm. you know, a professional athlete in a movie. They've got to do something that is representative of, of their, their sport. Yeah. So, of course, we're waiting for uh, Stone Cold to bust out a wrestling move. Yeah. And he did. Mm-hmm. We were happy to see that, but inexplicably, not the Stone Cold stunner. Yeah. The rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like the the, the fishing maneuver of a it, superior wrestler slash actor. actor. Yeah, and then the other thing, and this is of course the rigor in these terrible action yeah. films. And we wanted some sort of, you know, we figured, okay, I wonder if there'll be a variation thereof of the, uh, you know, we're not that different, you and I. No, or, uh, you know, it, under different circumstances, you and I could have been friends. And this would have been the chief antagonist versus the hero. Yeah. So and the chief antagonist is always the one left standing after all his henchmen have been, had their brains blown out. So he's mm-hmm. left there, and I, I speculated I whether this the, line would what, make an appearance. I wonder what the pension plan is for henchmen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of them ever collect them, do they? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but I mean, all the time, these lines are like variations of we got a lot of common you and I, right? Yeah. And so I'm waiting for this to happen. And finally, we have the leader of the mercenaries, played by very forgettable 80s actor Michael Pere, uh, yeah. encountering Steven Seagal. Now, i got to say, Steven Seagal is fat as fuck. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Michael Pere, despite the fact he's a bit of a has actor, mm-hmm. is still looking fairly Still strong. got the square jaw. He's yeah. looking, looking cool. And he... And he and, and, Instead of a variation thereof, he says verbatim, yeah. we've got a lot of common, you and I. You and I. And I'm just, and it's like, just like, oh. 
fuck, man. And, and then, of course, we were both special ops, and we were, and then yeah, Seagal says, no, I was a Marine. And and then as a show of good faith... I was a Marine, y'all. Y'all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as a show of good faith... He takes a bite of a drumstick, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's like, <laughs> down the bayou, Popeye's Louisiana fast, you know? And then as a, as a show of good faith, the mercenary takes off his his uh, protective vest and drops his weapon. And then Seagal does the same. He drops his weapon, takes off his giant vest, and, and, and knocking off 30 pounds to bring him down to a more trim 250. Yeah, I would say about 280 <laughs> yeah. more. To be a little, yeah, you're being charitable and, and then he No, says, but it should be said, I'm going to interrupt you for a second, Chris, because back in the day, man, his weapons were his fists and his feet. Yeah, and you know? ever since uh, about 1998, ever yeah. since he started t- teaming up with Ja Rule and God knows who else, yeah. all these forgettable rappers, uh, he's been... Leaving the heavy lifting to others. Yeah, and he's and just been using guns. guns. Yeah. And I mean, anytime he does engage in some fisticuffs, it look, to me it looks three Stooges esque. Like it's just yeah, a lot just, of slap fights. Yeah. So they drop the weapons. Yeah, and then he says, "There's something about you, or you know, there's something about you I just don't trust." Or something to that effect. And then, <laughs> and then they, they have a throwdown, right? In the, uh, I guess this is in the, in the, the change room. Or the com- yeah, yeah, and yeah. he, you know, he breaks this guy's arm, or God knows what, that as was a usual. Earlier, but anyway, yeah, right. and there we go. That's, and that is that, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, okay, um, first of all, I'm going to ask you, what did you learn? Well, I learned that uh, computer systems in in every movie again when you hack them mm-hmm. there's always the manual override and the manual override <laughs> pops up in in a pop-up box and then immediately someone has a password at their disposal when this was never referenced before the password just pops up and then you override it and then you're allowed to open the gates in this case of the prison and mm-hmm. override it uh, okay, but why is it that, I mean, this was a movie filmed in 2012. Yeah. If this was not that long ago. Why is it the computers look like fucking Commodore 64s yeah. or like Amigas, <laughs> you know? Because th- this thing had a budget of all of about a hundred grand. It looked like it was shot in, I would say, a more a decommissioned, like, adult education facility <laughs> than a prison. Because, again, aerial shots of actual prison, uh, stock footage, used repeatedly over and over again, but mm-hmm. no... They didn't come within 500 kilometers of any actual prison, yeah. apart from like a fence with a little bit of barbed wire on the top that probably cost them all the $500 to construct. Yeah, they just so, went to an inner sea high school and picked up that. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, you know, anyway. Um, what did you learn? What did I learn? I've learned that, again, like I, I, I remember we did a, when we did the um, Hunt to Kill podcast. Yes. And hunt I to said, Kill as opposed to Hunt to Maim. Or Hunt to Hunt to Graze. Hunt to graze yeah, hunt yeah. To, you know, you know, wound, but not, yeah. you know, that's, that's what hunting's for. But I said I reached a certain limit, and that was, you know, watch the Bachelor Heroes wandering around in a forest in Vancouver. <laughs> I said, never again. Well, I've learned that now with the second limit, and that is Larry Segal. I'm done, man. I can't do it anymore. As as funny as it is for a moment to see his bloated, rotund physique. Yeah, yeah. Re- it, it's not become funny anymore. It's sad. No, it, it is sad. It's like walking, you know, like, I don't know, uh, some great wrestler, you know, gone to seed and coming back for one last hurrah. Yeah. And just like, oh. It, and trying to conceal the giant gut. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And it's, every, just, and it's just bad. It's Relive the glory days. So I, I'm done. I'm done. No more Segal. This will now be a Segal-free podcast. <laughs> no more British Columbia. Well, that we can. I mean, that, we can't. Almost we can't, can't help, help ourselves that, there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Stone Cold, he might make another appearance, but mm-hmm. I'm done with Seagal, man. No uh, Forrest yeah. in Vancouver? Yeah. Vancouver's okay. No yeah. more Forrest, and no more Seagal. No more. Done. I'm or done as I well. Say, uh, yo. I'm I, done in here. I had it up in here. I've had it up to here with, uh, yeah. It was Seagal. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Anyway, star rating. Uh, one and a half. Yeah. For me, uh, it, it came alive for about 15 minutes of choice lines, like when uh, Steven, uh, uh, Steve Austin says, fuck your mama with a pet poodle. And it, which was pretty neat. It was mm-hmm. almost worth the price of well, with a Netflix subscription, so <laughs> nothing. Um, yeah, it, it, it was elevated for about fifteen minutes. There's a you know one neat fight scene mm-hmm. where he bashes an antagonist's head against the sink, and that's about it. Yeah, one and a half for me. Okay, I'm giving it a half a star. Okay, uh, this is the sort of movie like I was thinking like okay, if I was let's say in Botswana or something, yeah, and I'm in this like you know hotel room in the middle of God knows where that where there's overcome a TV with. Uh, that, over, malaria yeah, or dengue fever or <laughs> yeah. something and there's a TV that gets one channel yeah. and this film came on I would find you it would, entertaining you would forego it for I would, sleep well no okay, I, yeah. I, that's like the only the only situation I can see myself actually yeah, sitting yeah, down yeah. and watching this movie you know so I mean no I mean yeah half, half a, star. a star yeah I think I think I'm being charitable maybe with that uh, yeah one, with my one and a half and that's really only for the fact that I got to see Steven Seagal in Blue Blockers. Yes. So, other than that, no. <laughs> Shield your eyes from this one, but be sure and check out our website, www.reallyawfulmovies.com, and check us out on Twitter, awful underscore movies, and our Facebook page as well. Uh, lists, reviews, and terrific movie giveaways. Find the Crypt TV Network as well. Yep, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.